What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 123 of the TNA Crossline podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, tonight, or this morning when you're listening to it, we are finally going to get the number one contenders for the NWA TNA Tag Team Championships. That's right. It's a sudden death because three matches wasn't enough. Dallas kind of predicted it. But tonight, Mm -hmm. America's Most Wanted will be wrestling Triple X with the winner to then challenge the Naturals for the tag team titles. Dallas, who do you got? Oh, man. The thing is that I feel like America's Most Wanted is going to be winning this. However, I want to freshen the shit up. I want Triple X. My vote is with Triple X. My vote's for America's America's Most Wanted, and I think America's Most Wanted would then win the tag team titles. Well, that's what I'm kind of getting at, I guess. But you know what? That is a good team to have heavily featured when you are just on TV to start. Because nope. they're on TV now, right? But I do think um, once they go full-time, we're just on TV, as we've heard the rumors and stuff, I'm still waiting for an announcement. Um I do think that America's Most Wanted is is kind of your. It's got to be. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. Like I've said before, uh, well, actually, I don't know if I actually said this, but I think that when you're strictly TV, and when I say strictly TV, I'm more like when you're strictly a three-hour pay-per-view era, which is what we're going to be getting to soon. I would imagine the ideal champions, which you never want to have just all faces or all heels as your champions, but in terms of presentation, I feel like you would want Jeff Hardy as your world champion, AJ Styles as your X Division champion, and America's Most Wanted as your tag team champions. That's how it should be. That's how it should At start. least initially. And then, you know, a month yeah. or two months later, a heel wins one of those titles, and then you, you know, have it balanced out. But traditionally, it's balanced out with if you have a face heavyweight champion and a face tag team champion, then your mid card or like IC champion would be a heel or, you know, flip it vice versa, whatever. Right. Well, the thing is that Jeff Hardy, if he's your champion, you're about to, okay. Once again, I know we've been on. Hang, TV, on, guys. Be ca- hang on a minute. What, whatever you're about to say, be careful because we're still in 2004. So right. con- context of what how, how we're talking about. Context, guys, no, you're right. You're context right. is key. Context is key. I do think Jeff Hardy being champion is still a good idea. I think that I think that it's, people will be interested to see that. And people who weren't watching the pay-per-views who are fans of Jeff Hardy, I think would tune in. I think that in 2004... Jeff Hardy's name recognition is far more than Jeff Jarrett. Okay, I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at before you're shutting me down. 
Well, I didn't want you to be like, yo, he's a fucking mega draw. And no, there's going to no. be millions of people donating. No. Which, like, but would the not thing, The crazy thing is, as soon as they bring Jeff Hardy in, I personally feel like it feels like a bigger show already. Because I feel like you have... I'll use the word star in, in, in Junction as just like a, you know, a big name from WWE. Comes in the company... And it feels like it's pretty much the first, like, I mean, he's the first big person to, like, essentially switch companies. Um, well, I mean, Raven. Raven did. Okay, Raven did, but once, okay, context. I know, oh, you know, I'm not going to say it, because Jeff Hardy wasn't really on TV for a while. So that's hard to say. Raven I think, was on I think right. And he was, I mean, I think he had just been on Raw. And he had lost his match on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Before he jumped, so that's really Raven. the Raven jump is probably bigger at ah, that moment really than point. Jeff. No, you're right. You're right. I do f- see. I I tend to forget that Raven came from the WWE, like and jumped like that. I I forget that because the yeah. thing for me is because of the way I found out about TNA and found out about even really Raven in general at the time. I mean, mind you, in 2004, I'm in roughly fifth grade, like f- fourth fifth grade. I'm very young. Right. So to me, Raven has kind of always been a TNA guy. Sure. And I think as we will see, I mean, he ends up being here so long, he kind of is a TNA guy. I mean, I don't think you can really deny it. But so it's so I forget that he comes from there. Now, Jeff Hardy, for example, though, Jeff TNA Hardy is his been, longest run out of I mean, ECW is there for three years. Well, four because he comes back for like a year. It's like four. And then WWE is like four-ish. WCW is like two. Right. And then TNA, yeah, TNA is like well over four. The thing, and we'll talk about that many times as we keep going here, is a lot of people's longest tenure in the company is with TNA. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's a TNA. Kurt Angle. I think, well, no, it's probably not anymore. Well, because no, they went back. Jeff Hardy's is his isn't anymore. I don't think is it since he's went back so many times to WWE. Uh, I don't think it is anymore. Well, let's see. WWE, he was there from like '98 as like a regular, not an enhancement guy. '98 till '03. Here, I'm looking now. Yeah, '98 to '03, dude. I'm telling you guys right now, Bob. Is a fucking encyclopedia. Who so 90, 98 to 03, and then he's in TNA from 04 until the end of 05. Well, technically, he does go, he dips his toe into 06. On TNA? I'll check the match. Or is it UWF? Okay, it is a house show. It's UWF TNA, yeah. Okay, so we won't count that. Right, so then he goes back to WWE from like what? Oh, Until when? Let's see if you did, yeah. Oh, so he's there around 06 because he was there for December to dismember. I know that. Uh, so he would have been there until. Yeah, it's late, this... like August, late August. He gets there in 06. OK, so then he would have been there. Until. It's longer than 09. Yeah, so his last WWE match is August 25th, 2009. Right, and then January 1st, or January 4th, or whatever, he's in TNA again, 2010. Yeah, he ends up up re-debuting, but he doesn't wrestle until March 9th, but he's there. 
And then he's in TNA for a while, right? It's like 2010 to 2014. 2016. 2016, okay. Okay, yeah, so he's there until 2016. Yeah. Act Very active. Sure. Then he goes yeah. back to WWE 2017 to 2021. And now, of course, he's not there. So if you if you just count up just the years in general, I mean, obviously not full years, but 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, about 15-ish in WWE, give or take, of course. Yeah, and TNA is definitely less than that, but 1, 2... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, okay. Guess you can't really call Jeff Hardy a TNA guy anymore. WWE guy. But I would say for a while, he was more of a TNA guy. Um, he he also accomplished. We could say he accomplished more. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sure. he did end up winning the WWE title and all that stuff. So, uh, Jeff Hardy, he's he's played his cards right. I think even for a while. You could say, well, is it wasn't Christian? He was in TNA for a while, wasn't he? Christian was there from uh, what November of '05 until uh, October of '08. No, that's not actually as long as I thought it was. Well, I'll tell you right now, the stuff I'm seeing in 2007, we're gonna have a shit ton of fun watching that because that yeah. stuff. Well, I think you could say his best work is in TNA. I would. I'm gonna have to agree with that. Overall, like I think it was really yeah. And as we keep going, I'm sure we'll find many more examples of this kind of stuff, um, of people who who jump and all that kind of stuff. So, oh yeah, um, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and it's uh, it's only gonna get crazier. That's the thing is like we thought it was crazy before, but now it's gonna get crazy in the way of like, holy shit, this person's here now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's it's not gonna be like, oh my god, look at all these people. It's gonna be like, oh, that person's here. Right. Yeah, that's gonna be really cool. Especially really cool. when the TV, when, like when TV is the focus, because you gotta try to get all these eyes on it. Yeah, um, but speaking of Jeff Hardy, I just want to do a shout out to uh, Lance on Twitter, Dallas. I don't know if you've uh, seen I his did, yeah. his comments towards us, but he's ex- extremely excited for a podcast to cover the 2004-2005 run of Jeff Hardy. So Lance, welcome to the journey. I don't know how long you've been listening for, but. If it's just now, I guess you've tuned into the perfect timing because we're going to have plenty of Jeff Hardy. And I know for myself, plenty of discussion and uh, maybe even some debates. Yeah. And hey, if, if he truly joined because of Jeff Hardy, I think that's super cool because that's what people are doing. Like in real, yeah, yeah, watching the shows uh, back in the. So I am curious. So if, if you're just joining, like Bob said, welcome. If you've been listening this whole time, uh, thanks for thanks for all that. And if not, you got a lot to listen to in the archive if you're interested in just TNA in general. So well, it, and it goes funny, What's funny to me is like, let's say that uh, Lance has been listening this entire time, but I think this is like the first time he's commented. Jeff Hardy has inspired him to interact yeah. with us. <laughs> Be like, right. oh which, yeah, hell yeah, which dude, is super cool. There's plenty of people, and you know, I appreciate everyone who. Um, you know, likes our post over on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA. If you don't follow already, uh, you know people who interact all the time, and we have plenty of listeners who realistically don't interact at all, and that's totally fine. But it's so cool to see you know new ones come in here and there, and then we find out oh they they've been listening for a little while, and we just haven't haven't uh, heard from them. But we appreciate everyone's support listening, and yeah, I, mean, um, I would like to yeah. hear from you guys. So. 
just well, to prove that you're real, um, hit us up on the good old Twitter account or something. And yeah, Twitter, or you can leave us a review where uh, where you listen to it. We'd appreciate that, of course, as well. Or you know, you can send me a donation through like Venmo or something. That's always good. Hold on a second, Bob. We have a pro wrestling t store, prowrestlingtees.com slash crossline. Like I said, let's get let's get rid of the middleman. The middleman being Dallas, and you can just send me the money directly. Even on PayPal, send it to a friend. That way I don't have to get any kind of money cut from it, from a business transaction. And then uh, we'll go from there. That will be my Patreon. It's just oh, send me we're, money. We're doing, we're doing this right now. Bob is, Bob is um, he's just, let's be real, guys. He's, he's being a prostitute on air. Yeah. And he much. doesn't I, care. I started this podcast unwillingly, and I feel like I prostitute myself every, uh, now, right now, for a little while, two days a week. Well, and the crazy thing is that I know we we obviously don't have video uh, format, and Bob usually does his pantsless. That's true. It is TNA. Have you noticed on our Twitter page that like a lot of cam girls will uh, follow us because it probably says TNA on it? I tried to ignore the spam. Oh. <laughs> Listen, we appreciate everyone's follow, but there's certain people that aren't going to get a follow back. Now, that being said, though, actually, I'll say this one last thing. If you do follow us and you listen to this show and we don't follow you, freaking tell us. So yeah, make dude, sure. Lance, I didn't even know we didn't follow him. And he's the like, thing is, there's some, right, there's some times that we'll get a bunch at once and, like, it's kind of just hard to keep up with the posts and the likes. And so if we don't follow you and you're an active listener, please tell us and we will definitely follow you back. Absolutely. Right. We'll do the right thing. Yeah. And now we're going to do the other right thing. We're going to talk about some news and notes, Bob. Oh, boy. This is my favorite part. I uh, I did these a couple days ago, and then we didn't record because, you know, things happen. So I don't remember if there's super exciting stuff here. I'm going to be honest with you. But there's definitely uh, some stuff to talk about. Uh, but first, before that, let's talk about our last episode where we covered that Wednesday pay-per-view from August 25th. And so me and Bob... We liked it. Gave that show a thumbs up. A lot happened on that show. Let me pull up my card here. Well, we saw Kazarian and Michael Shane defeat the team of La Park and Psychosis in a nine-minute, 25-second match. I believe that. I don't know. It wasn't the longest on the card, but it was It was up there. Uh, and they got a decent amount of time. Then, oh my god, dude, this was just wild. Desire had a mystery opponent for Alex Shelley to win... Sonny Siaki's contract back. And that's right. La Parca came out. Until La Park then confronted him. And then he took it off. And it was Eric Watts. Shocking. Uh, he won that match as La Parca, Eric Watts did, in 51 seconds. Yep. It was a quick one. Then we saw a X-Division title number one contendership four-way match where Sanjay Dutt defeated Chris Saban, Jason Cross, and Joey Matthews in 8 minutes and 43 seconds. And I do believe that is our final appearance of Joey Matthews here in TNA. Because as we discussed on the show, he's got a popular tag team that he might be with and might be getting signed soon. It's one of my favorite tag teams of the era. I definitely agree with that. Uh, then, as Bob kind of uh, alluded to in the beginning, we got a no contest in that third match between America's Most Wanted and Triple X in 11 minutes, 42 seconds. We'll see the conclusion of that uh, bunch of matches here tonight in that uh, last match. Then there was a two-on-three on 
three handicap match where Team Canada's Eric Young, Johnny Devine, and Scott Demore defeated BG James and Conan by disqualification in 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Now, if you watch the show, Dusty Rhodes was supposed to be there. He got suspended. He came out anyways. It's a lot of drama going on. A lot of drama with Vince Russo and Dusty Rhodes. But I hate to say it, I've been enjoying it. Then in the main event, there's You've been enjoying it? I like Crazy Dusty. So that part I've been enjoying. I don't know if I've liked the uh, the Dusty Russo thing. Oh, come on. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Now, if we did have video, we would see that Dallas got uh, a fucking waitress made uh, handle the him food. So. Did you see what it was? Uh, no, I did not. I'll show you. It's a quesadilla. Of course it is. And just because Bob wants to hear it. Yep, and there goes all of her followers because that's disgusting. I just took one just to piss you off. Yeah, well. I will mute for the rest of my chewing. Oh, that was really good. She did good at that. Um, Anyway, the six-man tag team match in the main event. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Ron Killings teamed up to defeat the team of Dallas, Kid Cash, and Monty Brown in 14 minutes. That was a little bit of a preview, I believe, wasn't it? Or no, that was the way week before. That was two weeks. That was the last impact they teamed up to then fight on pay-per-view. Right. Holy crap. My life is a mess. Okay. So, Bob, we gave that a thumbs up. What do you think that the readers of the Wrestling Observer thought about that show? Uh, I'm going to say they said thumbs up as well. They also did. 41.7% gave it a thumbs up. 33.3% gave it a thumbs down. And 25% were in the middle. Um, And Dave even notes, there are just two Wednesday night shows left after this one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's really going to cut down this part of the show. So I hope everyone has enjoyed it for the past two years, but we will no longer be talking about thumbs up and thumbs down shit. Uh, at least we won't we, do that for impact. Well, we are going to do it. I'm going to track what we say, but there's nothing to compare it to. Dave only does that stuff with pay-per-views. Oh. Yeah, isn't that weird? Shit. Yeah, so we will still do it. We're going to still say, hey, we like the show. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, he only does it for pay-per-views. Yeah, you're right. Uh, What do you think was the best match uh, voted on on that card? Uh, The no contest tag match. Uh, No, it was actually the six-man tag team main event. What about the worst match? I think long and hard. Say that it was the handicap match. Nope. It was Shelly and Parker. Yes. See, that's not really a fucking match. Come on. Guys, what are we talking about? Well, it was a match, but it's an angle. It really was more of an angle. Yeah. Like it's not a match. A fifty one second thing with a guy in the disguise, that's not a match. It's a fucking angle. What can you break? Um, Dave notes that there's little to get excited over on the show. Main event was a good match, with it almost being a backdrop for Hardy, Jarrett, and Brown. Jarrett told Brown to injure Hardy so that Brown could get the title shot on September 8th. Brown sniffed Jarrett and said he smelled like a liar. But Jarrett told him, if you can't trust anyone in wrestling, or he told him you can't trust anyone in wrestling, but it just so happens to be that they have similar goals. After the match, Jarrett went after Hardy. Brown saved Hardy, but of course... Then turned on him and eventually gave him the pounce. Or sorry, he gave him the pounce! Period. Period. 
And there is, in fact, a period right there, uh, which is rare for Dave Meltzer. Which I just want to point out. I was listening a to period is rare for Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I was I gotta say, I was listening to a podcast, former TNA alumni, Mick Foley, and even even Conrad has trouble reading Dave Meltzer's notes. So, oh, when, yeah, I, he does. so when I stutter over him, I feel I was listening to one today and I was like, Thank you. I feel so much better now. Oh yeah. Uh, Jarrett put the figure four on while Brown was putting the boots to him. Uh Hardy Oh, sorry. Can't tell you that part. Sorry, that was for... That's not about... That's about this show. Oh. Almost spilled something. Uh, and if you know what, Yeah, if you saw Jeff Jarrett put the figure four lock on during Ric Flair's final match... <laughs> oh, my God. Which, um... More TNA... Actually, I mean, it was a TNA match. Can we just be real? I found out that the production company was Impact's company. Um, there was impact, two Impact title matches on the show, and there was a lot of Impact talent. So if you want my opinion... Ric Flair. It was not Jim Crockett Promotions. It was a TNA one night only. It was a TNA one night only. Impact Wrestling, baby. And Ric Flair wrestled his second final match in TNA Wrestling. Yeah. Could you imagine? I bet you if you were to tell Ric Flair that, he'd probably be like, what? No. Yeah. Honey, right. we're doing another. Honey, we're doing it again. I keep seeing um, like a meme, and it's him and Nick Gage. <laughs> Yeah, he's just gonna do a death match. Yeah, <laughs> I I guarantee you he'll have another match. He's got to, right? Yeah, he's got to do it. It's impossible. He cannot do it. Did you watch it? No, not yet. I'm not. We might need to hang out just to watch it. I've seen clips of his performance where he like faked a heart attack in front of his family and friends. Yeah, and then he just like he's faking an eye uh, a heart attack and he eye pokes. Leave the lab. Like, um, the show itself was a lot of fun. That match? There's a lot of matches on that show, like Alexander and Fatu. Like I would probably I want to check that out. Dude, uh, the, uh, the, yeah. It was a very good card. Yeah. Love the setup. It was in the municipal auditorium in Nashville, mm-hmm. which of course we have seen here on the Teenage Crestline podcast. Anyway. So the main program remained. We just discussed this briefly. Vince Russo versus Dusty Rhodes. Now, Russo suspended Rhodes and booted him out of the building early in the show. This left Conan and BG James in a handicap match. Uh, he also notes that BG James has dropped weight and looked a lot better, partially because Young and Divine did a great job of selling for him. Which, if I pause right there, you would have laughed, but then it follows up with, well, it's because of the guys he was working with. Sorry, BG James. I also have not noticed his weight because he wears baggy ass shirts. I don't know yeah, how Dave, I, was, I don't know how Dave has noticed this, but yeah, I was just thinking. I mean, maybe in his face you could. No, this part is really weird to me because he also notes that Conan has looked also the best he has since TNA was formed, mostly doing quick lucha spots and submissions, and getting out. I completely disagree with this because I think that was one of Conan's worst matches he's had. In well, it, it looked like he kind of like hurt himself. Yeah. I don't think that was one of his best showings at all. Well, that just kind of that might show you how much Meltzer thinks of him that his best performance is when he's hurt. Yeah, yeah it could be. Um, where was I? Now, of course, Rhodes showed up to interfere when Demore was about to use the hockey stick. Now, while all this is going on, and Rhodes is beating on Demore, James pinned Divine with a pump handle slam. Russo then came out and reversed the decision due to Rhodes being involved. Now, the big deal here is that they made a point that Russo said he would never overturn 
a referee's decision. Russo told Rhodes not to show up at TV in Orlando. Does Meltzer know that he has, in fact, overturned referees' decisions before? He had to do the right thing. Did he know it? No, he did not. Okay. Well, Russo's a liar because he has, since he's been, since he's been a good guy, he's overturned referees' decisions. It's making me question, though. Like, did he actually? The Ron Killings thing. Ron Killings that, won well, the yeah, title. That's like the big one, right? Yeah. Yeah, he won the title. The referee was like, Andrew Winters, Ron Killings, the bell rang. And then we got hoodwinked into the whole guitar thing because the way they worded it tricked us. But the Dude, referee's they got decision. Good with that shit. The referee's decision was that Ron Killings was the champion. And then Russo was like, I can't give it to you, Ron. You use the guitar. Jared. I told you if there was a guitar. Your goal. It's your yeah. belt now. But the referee's decision was Ron Killings. So he did, in fact, overrule a referee. Right. So fuck that, man. It's bullshit. I know. Um, there was no mention at all of Sabu, or for that matter, Raven, or for that matter, any of the cloak guys that would be leading to the return of Jim Mitchell. Remember, we saw the cloak oh, guys. Oh, right, right, right. We kind of talked about a little bit about this uh, <clears> a few <throat> weeks back, but the proposed angle where Mitchell returns to head the new church, which would include, you ready? Raven joining the new church. Among other names that have been talked about are Slash returning, and we have noted this before, Lex Levette. Oh, yeah, we did hear about that, Lex Levette. Yeah. Um, now, so this uh, this goes on to say, so it says, which would include Raven, blah, blah, blah. So this whole deal is far from a definite even though they've already started it. Mitchell hasn't signed a new contract at this point, which is why we haven't seen him, hmm. which makes so much more sense of why I keep bitching about certain people he should be managing already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, as for Cebu, I think when he missed the weekend in Puerto Rico, everyone realized uh, he was injured seriously. So we talked about that recently as well. Uh, he was talked. He was talked with during the week and said that he wouldn't be ready uh, for the uh, ready this week either. He and the entire storyline not being mentioned this week seems to indicate that they haven't committed to bringing him back. I was going to say that sounds like it's been dropped. Yeah. Now the AMW versus Triple X match in the final best of three saw the Naturals run in, throw the powder, hit both Daniels and Chris Harris with chair shots at the same time. It was very well done, I would say, making it wind up as the no contest. Larry Zabisco, who is the only member, by the way, of the championship committee that includes him, Harley Race, and Terry Funk, he came out and ordered another match on TV. The winner gets the Naturals on September 1st. We will be seeing the conclusion of that coming up here soon. I do want to say I do like the idea of Raven joining the New Church because last year he was fighting against the New Church, and then now he's become so evil yeah, that he it makes now sense. have to join it. I, he I like sell that his soul. Just like right. Shane Douglas did, remember? Yeah, it could work. I, I like uh, it. I like the idea, Bob. Uh, Watts returned, as we mentioned, wearing the La Parca outfit. Choke Sam Shelley in 51 seconds. So Sonny Siaki was away from Goldilocks. Now, to explain Watts being allowed to do it, since he was under contract to Goldilocks, they explained that Watts' contract actually expired a few days earlier, and Goldilocks never had it renewed. Um, so Parka luckily had a gold costume to wear himself. Now, it was red, but whatever. Uh, he and Psychosis had a clash with Frankie Kazarian and Michael Shane in the opener. 
Dave says that it was a mess until the final minutes, but got going in the end and people were into it. Which I Shane, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, with Shane uh, pinning Psychosis with a super kick. Uh, for, what, for whatever it's worth, a lot of the Mexican wrestlers have a reputation in TNA of sandbagging and <laughs> sandbagging it when they have to do the job to people who they don't think are American stars. Now, given that premise, it sure seemed like Park was doing nothing to make this match good when it was his time to sell, but he did look good when it was his time to do moves. Psychosis didn't seem as much of a problem, but it was surely Lucy early on. So I don't know if I really picked up on this. I'm wondering if maybe I read this first. Maybe I'd be able to pick up on that kind of stuff a little bit more, but is what it is. Now, the Watts doing the fake LaParker gimmick apparently has a funny story to go along with it. So ready for this one? He was apparently, Eric Watts, was apparently the third or fourth choice for the desire surprise role. Okay. So he was not in the initial plan. Does it give you the other options? Yeah, you're going to fucking shit your pants. Oh, my God. You, I'm not going to make you try to guess because you would never guess. Others contacted, contacted, turned the company down, and Watts was coming to Nashville that day to visit friends. Uh, where they lucked out was that Parga brought a second costume, and it was the day of the show where they came up with the idea. They also lucked out that the <laughs> costume had enough stretch in it that it would fit Eric Watts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me none of this was pre-planned? It was thought of the day of, and they're like, hey, Parka, do you happen to have a second outfit? And he's like, yeah. The Parka outfit. Yeah, that part was not planned. The surprise, obviously, we, we sure. had yeah, ideas yeah, yeah. for. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. That's interesting. Okay, so the original idea... I'm going to try to get through this. The original idea was Jimmy Snuka, but... <laughs> I can't do it. But when Snuka was contacted, he told them that he'd recently undergone abdominal surgery, but he'd like to work for them at some point. Holy shit. And the other idea... The other idea for the surprise opponent was Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Oh, my God. However, Mantel went to Puerto Rico for the Anniversio weekend because he still helps with WWC Creative. He saw Butcher, who is, depending upon which birthday you choose to believe, is between 63 and 68. <laughs> and he can't move at all. Oh Holy shit. Um, Mantel, after seeing him, felt he couldn't be used. Um, D'Lo Brown was also considered, but he was out because he was in Japan. Which actually D'Lo would have made sense, except that he just left as a fucking heel. D'Lo would make a lot of sense. Holy shit, Bob. Okay, what would you have done if Abdullah the Butcher came out to wrestle Alex? <laughs> oh my god. I can't. I can't even think about that. Uh... This whole thing just drives is is insane. Because number one, you have like a possible murder, and then you have another guy that has um what is it called? What does he have? Hep C, right? Hep yeah, Hep C, which is like horrible. I can't picture either one of those guys fighting Jimmy Snuka. Certainly not Butcher. Shelly. Yeah, Shelly. Dude. Yeah. 
Oh my god. That is two of the most bizarre. I would have never thought twice. Those were either one of the names that they would have tried. I, I may have been able to get to Snuka after like 30 or 40 tries, but I never would have said Abdullah the Butcher. The Butcher one is like so out of left field. I guess the Mantel Association makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, but there's no way I would have thought of that. But if you want my honest opinion, we've said it many times. I think this needed to end with Eric Watts. Yes. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It needed to. So. Oh, well. Oh, man, that was some funny-ass shit, though. Uh, we got a couple more things here. Um, some more notes on the company scouting for wrestles, wrestlers at the GNC Bodybuilding Fitness Show on October 8th and 9th in Atlanta. Well, it's more of a gimmick, so that shouldn't surprise you. Uh, contestants will be tested on a number of weights they squat, weight squats they can perform, sorry. Uh, running the ropes, that would be fun with people who don't know how to do that. And taking back bumps which is also not great for people who don't know how to do that. Uh, Matt techniques and one-minute interviews. One man and one woman will win, and they will get $4,000 in cash, appear on a TNA show, and get four weeks of free training in Nashville. Yes, they are deadly serious giving people four weeks of free training. I'm willing to guarantee that we do not see them appear on a TNA show. Oh, stop it. I'm I'm willing to guarantee that maybe potentially none of that happens. <laughs> maybe. You would think they would show footage of these people at the gut checks or whatever they're called. Being like, oh, come on now. No one is showing up to these things. Jerry Lynn is probably at a fucking warehouse just twirling his thumbs waiting. And ain't nobody showing up. Well, this is a different. This is a bodybuilding fitness show, so it's not even a gut check. This is a bodybuilding thing. Yeah, dude, the GNC bodybuilding fitness show. So it's people who don't aren't wrestlers, really. Oh my god! So they're they're going WBF on us. Yeah, they are. I thought I thought it was a gut check thing. Okay, well that's even worse. Right. Is Rob Terry gonna? Is Rob Terry the guy that? If we saw him, what? Uh, Five years later? Something like that, yeah. Could be. Um, Russ Rollins, a well-known Central Florida DJ, yeah, DJ, uh, uh, Central Florida DJ, on the show Monsters of the Morning. Apparently, Jeff Jarrett, he did an angle with them the first week they ran Orlando. We we talked about that, I do remember. He does does love radio stuff. Yeah, Yeah, well, he's going to be wrestling on September 14th on the first Tuesday night show. And you're probably like, what the fuck, Tuesday night show? It's I believe that's when they're switching the tapings potentially right. to Tuesdays. Um, he's already been plugging in on his show. He said that he was told that he could wrestle as a singles or team with trainer Mark Miro. But Miro was on the show saying that he's not looking to wrestle. So we might, we might see Mark Miro soon here, apparently. There's no even, way. That guy even, is- even ringside. That guy is going to be – he thinks he's on the show. He's wrestling a dark match, right? That's got to be what it is. It's got to be, right? There's no fucking way, dude. There's no way. I don't think so either, but – Yeah, I can't deal with this I've shit. I've been surprised. These people are driving me nuts. Um, oh, I'm going to be on a show with absolutely no training. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, do you remember when we saw a couple of those U.S. Olympic athletes show yeah, up on Daniel the Yeah, Daniel Cormier and the other guy. 
Yeah, well, our buddy there, Daniel Cormier. Daniel. Well, he's, uh, of course, a big pro wrestling fan and wants to get into pro wrestling. Well, he finished fourth at the two at 211 and a half pounds in freestyle, just so you know. But the more important part of this note is that he, since he appeared at that recent Impact show, he did tell people at TNA his goal was to go to pro to go pro after the 2008 Olympics. So we have a couple of years, but he does want to be a professional wrestler. Now, of course, that doesn't happen. No, but. he becomes a UFC fighter. Yeah, and he probably makes a lot more money. Well, I mean, they they uh, they tend not to make a lot of money. They should oh. make a lot of money. Oh, that's really shitty then. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I got two more notes, and one of them is not even a full sentence long. And then I got one more. So, uh, TNA Impact on August 20th, so the last show, it did a .21 rating. Okay. Not bad. If it's above a .2, I think we're pretty average still. Uh, finally here. Jeff Jarrett has had more talks with FSN management and is said to be more positive than ever about a time slot upgrade. Right now, the Sunday 11 a.m. time slot seems less likely than other slots. Now, at this point, what would seem like obvious direction with Monty Brown and Abyss turning are not necessarily sure things because the company feels they are weak on the heel side and overloaded on the face side. The tentative plan for the main event on the November 7th show this is the rumored date for Turning Point. We've heard this already. No, not Turning Point. Victory Road. Victory Road. Victory Road. Bob, I get him confused. Well, I <laughs> still, I okay to the point where I have posters of old TNA shows signed. I swear to God, I had Victory Road, and no, I got Turning Point. I'm telling you, I, they're the same <laughs> show to me. The problem is they came in the same three pack, right? DVDs. Right. Anyways, yeah. Victory Road. Sorry. Um, well, the rumored main event is Jarrett versus Brown for the NWA title. Really? So if they're saving that for that show, that's a big deal for Monty Brown. Um, also, wow. this note, it's part of the same thing, but is uh, a little bit more interesting, is that Dixie Carter was pretty much insistent since nobody believes that Johnny Fairplay has any mileage left in him, and he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but she's very insistent on a fair play return to television starting in a week or two, building up to him facing Rupert from Survivor on that show with the idea that the match can get some mainstream buzz. Oh, my God. Just end it. She won't stop, Bob. She will not <clears> stop. <throat> there's nothing There's nothing left for that. Nothing. Nothing. But that's what's going on. And that's all I got. We, uh, there's a couple dark matches here that took place before Impact. If I can load this thing up. Here we go. So we saw three life crew in six man tag team action. So, you know, all three of them. Uh, they defeated the team of Dallas, Kid Cash, and Michael Shane. And then AJ Styles defeated Alex Shelley. Mm. So not too bad, really, of uh, dark matches here. Yeah, I mean, Styles and Shelley was probably decent enough. I would think so. Uh, all right, does that mean we're, we're heading into Impact now, or what? Yeah, dude, we're good. I was just double-checking, making sure that was actually the last dark match, and it, in fact, is, so I'm ready. All right, well, then head over to your Impact Plus app or find it in your own personal collection, because it is time for the August 27th, 2004 NWA TNA Impact episode. The runtime is approximately 46 minutes and 22 seconds. 
I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that is when we are going to watch it. If you want to watch along with us, or you can just listen to us live react and commentate on it, whichever is best for you. But here we go. Three, two, one, play. Wednesday night. We're getting the Microsoft Sonic Triple X thing. If there's no number one contender, then we don't got to defend the title. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, sudden, yeah, death. sudden death. No way. I can't believe we didn't think of sudden death. Next. Let's go. And now, uh, can't wait for this uh, lackluster fucking music to start. Dun, 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 Dude, they dun, need to change dun, the song. Dun, 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 dun. But they don't want to. Yeah, like it never gets going. And we're going to say this every single time. Until they fucking change it. Until You're it damn right I am. Okay, Bob. You know if I'm asking, it's different. How many people do you think are in the impact zone here in Orlando, Florida? Uh, I'm going to say 800. Nope, 750. What is it usually? I think we can go up to about, I think, 850. Yeah, 850 is full. Holy pyro. Oh, my God. What is going on? Tonight's a big episode, apparently. Jeez. I freaking guess so, dude. Oh, look at from inside the tunnel. Oh. Oh, Jeff Hammond's going to be here. I hear Mickey's response song. Oh, no. All right, there's about as a there you Due to a back injury, no James Storm. Oh, shit. Chris Harris, representing America's Most Wanted, versus the Falling Angel Daniels, representing Triple X. It's now a singles yeah. match, Bob, because James Storm is injured. You know what that means to me? I think we just switched who's winning this. Right? If Storm's hurt, then, I mean, it has to be Daniels. And they both came out the same side, so they're Dude, both I was just, they were in the other tunnel. Wow. Hmm. I wonder how Storm hurt his back. They're kind of making it sound like it was from the match on Wednesday. I don't know how accurate that is. Well, you know what? That's karma because, as Daniels has said, you hurt my shoulder, and then he hurt his back. That's a good point, actually. Time and a time limit. We're available in Spanish if you needed to switch it over. So hit that button. And you not not us. It's just impact on FSM. Right, impact. Yeah, not us. Because we, we don't have another episode where we speak solely in Spanish. Although, if we did both know Spanish fluently, that would probably be a great idea. That would be really cool, huh? We could re-record. But instead of watching it again, we would just listen to ourselves and just repeat what we say. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that sounds horrible. Dropkick by Daniels after a, a, a hip toss. Sabisco watching. He's got a headset on. Don't know why. Who the hell is he listening to today? Probably. Tom, drop by Harris. Who is going to be the number one contenders? We need to know. 
It's Chris against Christopher. Arm drag by Daniels. Arm drag by Harris. What are they doing? Watching Ricky Steamboat? Standoff. And I'd be lucky if Dallas knew who Ricky Steamboat was. Because as you'll remember. Get the fuck out of here. He didn't know who Nikita Kolov was uh, when he arrived. So. I met Ricky Steamboat twice. Okay. I'm sure you did. Oh, heel kick by Daniels. The Desire's mystery man, Erica Watts, pinned Alex Shelley. Headbutt. Yes, the judge is living it's legend. Just Sabisco. Still mentioned in championship committee, although we have yet to see the other two members. We need to drop that shit like now. There's no way that Terry Funk is doing this. Like, there's no way. Delayed no vertical way. by Chris Harris. Going for a cover. One, two, and he kicks out. He tried to get him there, but it wasn't enough. Got a whole, you got to get a handful of trunks, man. Come on. Put your feet on the ropes. Cheat. Oh, up and over by Daniels. Going for that back suplex. Oh, Harris comes back with a clothesline. The so, left arm lariat, if you will. Right. Oh, that's what's it. Oh, do you hear that? Yeah, dude. You're, you're fucking Mike Tanay over there. Wow. Styles and Truth versus Cash in Dallas on Wednesday. Hmm. Why is that? I don't is, know. Is, is Ron Kellings just randomly inserted into that feud now, or what? Yeah, that's a good question. That just seems like something where it's like, we have absolutely nothing for Ron Killing, so let's just put him in this feud. Yeah. Well, we got to take a commercial oh, break, guys. Commercial. Now, when we're going to commercial here, the time left in the match is about six... 52. Oh, I guess we have a video package here. Fuck you! I love that. <sighs> He's a born again Christian. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm a change man. <laughs> Dude, I saw on Twitter. Listen, Vince Russo, I like you, but he was talking about how I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. Someone called Disco Inferno a bitch. Mm-hmm. And, like, he wouldn't write bitch. So he wrote biatch. But he wouldn't write the curse words out. Mm-hmm. I wonder if on his podcast he says curse words. I don't know if he does. He has to, right? There's no way. They're talking about the, the Team Canada and the crew. This is a really long, like, highlight to get back. What in the world is we're happening? Three life crew team Canada. All right, Wait, we're where back. are there's, they? The ring's there's empty. Four, there's four eighteen left in the match, so that commercial was almost uh, three minutes long, which seems about right. They're in the break. What did we get? Guys in the truck. Show us a replay. What a counter of a hip toss to the floor, oh. and they both went over. And that looks like pretty much all that's happened in two and a half minutes. I think they just missed something happening on the uh, entrance ramp, which is incredible because guess what, folks? This show is fucking taped. That's right. Come 
Come on, Chris Harris. We're about to try to get him back into the six-sided ring. Feel he's in there. Now Harris climbing to the top. Looking for the crossbody. And he hits it. Boom. One, One. two. We can't see the ref's hands. Oh. And it kicks out. Good job. It is a little awkward for a guy Harris's size to do a crossbody to someone smaller like Daniels. It just looks kind of weird. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, Harris is, like, he's pretty big. He's one of the biggest people in the company. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a lengthy guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. By the way, I watched uh, Clothesline here by Daniels. Um, one of those videos for uh, Brian Turner's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, it was the one where Air Paris attacks Chris Harris in the bar. Oh, my God. And I think um, set out powerbomb here by Daniels Air, for two games. Air Paris. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure it was Mike Rapata that was with Chris Harris, and they were, like, chatting or whatever. And Rapata's like, I'm going to go wash my hands. And then Chris Harris is like, okay, I'll just have a beer. Full Nelson slam here by Harris. Is that going to be it? Uh, no. We have just about, ready? Two minutes left in the match. We're going to see Larry Zabisco make a decision. Uh, probably, at this rate. Um, so, fucking, there's like a cut in the video or whatever, and like, a waiter comes over with a drink, and Harris is like, this is empty. And then the waiter hits him over the head with like a plastic tray. <laughs> and it's Air Paris. Oh my god. He's like yelling at him or whatever. And he leaves. And then Mike Rapata comes over and he's like, What happened? And Chris Harris is like, Air Paris hit me. I don't even know who he Air was Paris here. hit me. <laughs> yeah, was, I know it was him. And then, like, behind Harris's back, Rapata's like, Oh, I don't know how he knew that. And he, like, winks at the camera. So it's like, Oh, Rapata set him up. That's why he had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. That's some good shit, dude. Yeah, dude. Don't know how he knew that. <laughs> yeah. How did he know? I don't know. Backslide. Dude. Nope. Couldn't have been me uh, telling him. It's crazy. One minute left. Yeah, I see what's going on here. They're just going to do all these roll-ups and then no one's going to get it. Someone hit your finisher, damn it. What is Harris's single finisher? It's got to be the catatonic, right? Right? That's what I was kind of thinking too, but... I don't. Has, has, he ever, has he ever won with that? He probably did. Oh, shit. Has he ever won with the catatonic? No, they're always in tag matches. He always wins with the death sentence. Right, but like, even with his singles run, is Daniels a slam? I can't believe Daniels just did that to him. Slammed him down, going for the BME. Best moonsault ever. Hit, hit it right on the face okay, almost. This is, might happen. One, two, no. Nope. Harris kicks out. We have 14 seconds left. Now, as soon as it gets to three seconds and there's not a pin, the match should be over because like you can't win in two seconds. So right now, it's a draw. It's over. Ring the bell, guys. There you go. I think the timekeeper, like, forgot to grab the bell because Rudy Charles was very clearly, like, waiting for it to ring to react. Yeah, he didn't know what to do. Sabisco's like, I don't know who won. I don't know. I'll go out there and tell him. Who was he talking to? Jerry Jarrett? Probably. Probably Borax. I'm going to say that the winner of that match was uh, Daniels. Daniels. 
Let's hear what he's got to say. When the athletes are this good in the competition, breaking, making the right decisions, not easy. We don't need this fucking dialogue. Just tell us. Really. The following uh, Think of the word decision. (gasps) Oh! Oh! Dude, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. He says America's most wanted. What? So the point... And... So the point of all this ended up being... Hold your breath, folks. Absolutely no reason for it. Because we just got a triple threat match. This is what I was hoping for. I would have been... Oh, there's Dusty. I thought he was suspended, but he's here. I would have been more pissed if it was another tag match that also didn't end. Since it was the singles to kind of change it, I actually don't hate it as much. I mean, I don't hate either, but the the point is that we just had four ma- four matches. Oh, right. That amounted to nothing. Just a triple threat. We could have done that from the beginning, but they're just filling content time. So that sucks. Oh, Dutt with Sabin and Amazing Red teaming up next. The, the No Limits X Division, dude, it's coming up. Oh, boy. Wow, look Jesus. at this team. Oh, Cassio, right. We haven't Holy, seen him in a while. Wait, he's got something Eddie. in his pants. Uh, oh, yeah, he does, dude. Eddie, he's going back he? to the hot shots. You know, that might actually be him, though. You think uh, that's his actual wiener? That might have been his wiener. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe the hot shots wasn't a gimmick for him. Damn. Uh, I believe that other guy was John McChesney. So that's pretty cool that John McChesney got a TNA uh, appearance here on TV, not just on Explosion. They are taking on Amazing Red, Chris Sabin. And I don't know who the third guy is. Probably Sanjay Dutton. Okay, Sanjay Dutton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what Dutton just said. Yeah, it's Dutton, Dutton, Red, and Sabin. Hell, Sabin. Yeah. I'm Chris Sabin. Sabin and Alex Shelley wrestled recently on Impact in a number one contenders match for the heavyweight title. Dude, it was really good. I remember watching them wrestle uh, on an illegal stream uh, back in 2009. Genesis 2009. You're supposed to say alternative methods. Uh, I was illegally streaming it using high school's uh, Wi-Fi from my house. Oh, yeah. You can't be caught then. That's school's fault. No, I mean, it's the school. The school was... Your friend actually was the one doing it. You were watching with him. Right. Exactly. Your friend, uh, LaFleur. No, my friend... uh, We'll say who who could probably handle time in prison? Uh, Robert uh, Anthony Destazio. So he was the guy that was uh, streaming it. I mean, he's got a kid now, but like, if he had to go to jail for five years, big whoop. Um, and they had a really good match on that show. That was the the only match on that show that was good. As uh, Saban and uh, O'Reilly starting off, you're saying standing Hurricane Rana. Riley misses a clothesline. Springboard moonsault. And we're going to get a two count. I wonder if he is better about Chase Stevens bailing on him and becoming tag team champions. Well, what? I got to see now. Oh, look at Larry Zabisco is talking with Don Harris and Vince Russo. I'm going to see the last time. It's got to be about Dusty. Yes, yes. 
Is Dusty in the crowds? Oh, he is. He's got a fucking, like, drink with him. Yeah, it's a Hawaiian punch. It did look like Hawaiian punch. It is. Dude, Cassidy O'Reilly still wrestling? Probably. Fast Eddie just got drop kicked on the knee. I say, then here comes Sanjay Dutt. Current AEW superstar. A guy who said he would not wrestle again, and then guess what? He did. Close the apron. Slingshot elbow drop. Wrong wrong one. One, two, kick out by Eddie. Holy crap, dude. The last time that we saw Cassidy O'Reilly, the hot shots were still a team. 2002, right? No, 2003. Uh, March 5th, 2003. They lost to the Disciples of the New Church. Mm. Wow. So this is his first appearance in all of 2004. Wow. Oh, good for him. He's back in TNA. That's right. Welcome back, bud. Red gets tagged in here. Fast Eddie sent to the ropes. Double dropkick to the knee. Another I remember like Cassidy Riley's uh, GFW run. Where he, he was in GFW? Yeah, the Hot Shots were, actually, if you want to get tagged. What? Yeah, the Hot Shots uh, were in GFW. Red and Saban against Kazarian and Shane this Wednesday. Ooh, okay. That'll right. be good. There's right. not really a Pick point. Pick to the head and a two count again on Eddie. That's a bizarre. Eddie Dia. It's fast Eddie. He's fast Eddie to me. Get McChesney in there. Why does he say Via? Isn't it Villa? It is Villa. He, Mike Tanay said Via. Well, he doesn't know how to pronounce his name then. How do you say McChesney? McChesney. Because there's double capital C's in the top. Right. Couple arm drags here, dude. We keep going. Get McChesney in there. International Wrestling Cartel's uh, greatest competitor. There you go. He's being up a maze. He got one punch in and then a kick to the butt. Oh, shit. I wonder if in 2004, uh, IWC was like, check out your own John McChesney on Impact. And all he does is a punch and a kick to the butt to a maze. That's what indie shows do, dude. Oh, I know. Oh, you want to see... Rochester's own Colin Delaney on Dark. Well, check him out when he loses to uh, FTR in a 45-second enhancement match. Right. If I were to see that stuff, I wouldn't then want to go pay to see him wrestle because I'd be like, oh, this guy's a jobber. The only thing that makes it cool is if it's like a true like hometown guy. Like, oh, yeah, that's my guy. Right. Which yeah, I guess is why they're Chesney... advertising it, but. Is McChesney going to get tagged in here or what? O'Reilly with a scoop slam to Red, and he's going to go to a sleeper hold. Chesney's there for the love, man. I like John McChesney. Come on, Red! Dusty's chilling, <laughs> sipping his wine. <laughs> he just squinted hard on that. I was like, eee! <laughs> man. Here comes Riley. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Turned him inside out on that. Riley's got something to prove here, man. He's like, you better fucking hire me again. Yeah, hey, I'm a hot hey, shot. Hey, yeah, my dog is big. McChesney. Get a fucking tag, dude. He can't get in with oh, Big Dong Riley. Oh! I'm thinking a new nickname. That was an awkward reverse for Karana under the arms. That was weird. Here's McChesney. This is McChesney. Let's see the this. International Wrestling Cartel, Irish Whip. He's eating Red's asshole, and then he drops him over the top turnbuckle face. Wow, guys. We're talking about wieners. We're talking about eating asshole. This is the show for you if well, you like when wrestling. His face was literally buried in his ass. I mean, what if you're a fan of pro wrestling, you know all about eating asshole and big wieners. That's true. Here comes Duck. Oh, come on, Chaz. Wrestled his first match in many years recently. 
even though he barely did anything. I didn't watch it, so I, I, I just figured he did something. Boot to the midsection. McChesney looking at the crowd for some reason. He got punched by Dutt. Dutt going for a muscle buster. What oh, the fuck? shoulder break. Okay. That's a muscle buster. No, was the muscle buster when you go back? I mean, yeah, but he kind of just dropped down to his knees. He did a shoulder breaker. That's a... Okay, well, it's a modified muscle buster. Okay, modified muscle buster because he holds oh, them up the same way. Okay, well, Red went for a dive on a, a guy who's legally blind, so... Hindu press! Guess here, and Fast oh. Eddie did not catch him. Hindu press by Dutt. Ah, McChesney. He pins him. Nice. I wonder if McChesney and Dutt ever wrestled an IWC. I should probably look it up at some point and then tell you if McChesney gets his win back. That was a fun match. Oh, oh boy, Don Harris. Get, out, get, out, of here, get out of here, Dusty. Yeah, get out of here. I got out of here, does he? Look at the four people. Let him stay. Let him stay. Now, notice how that was black and white. Probably because of the blood, but they just kept the whole thing black and white here. Wow. FSN does not want blood. Good call. More highlight packages. Do you think there's going to be as many of these when it's just the TV? Um, I'm going to say no, because you're going to need that time to get things over. You'll be doing these promos on the show instead. Right, right, yeah. I'm hoping we cut down some of the bullshit ones, too. There's some weeks where I'm like, can we stop? Why is this going 15 minutes? I'm pretty sure, yeah, I don't think the video package, yeah, because you're not going to be repeating the content, because you won't have as the same amount of time to get things over. Let me tell you something. This, this is not over. And then he tries to close his like head in the window, and Russo is holding it down, and then he just drives away. Oh, now Don's just watching the show with Dusty. I don't think that's what Vince Russo was telling him to do. I like that they just moved the guy over next to him. I right, gave him a drink, and I was hanging out with him. Russo's gonna be pissed. Oh, what is this? Whoa! Look at this crew. Clark. Who the fuck is that guy? Mikey Bats, the Harry Potter Rod guy. Steele. Ron Breaker is uh, in the pack lab. Dude, it literally look, Oh, it's Rod and Bruce. Rod and Bruce, the brothers. Well, one of them looks like Braun Breaker. So. Like, literally exactly like him. Looks like they're fighting Team Canada. Now, Bob, I do have one note about this match. God. And that's that Mikey Bats and Jarrell Clark have both signed contracts this past week. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Petey Williams, Johnny Devine. Eric Young and Robert Roode. No, Bobby Roode, sorry. Bobby Roode, yeah. Bobby he's Roode. not Robert Roode until, like... I know. I got ahead of myself. And then uh... Scott Damore. <laughs> uh, that's my final note for the night, though. I don't have anything else. Well, thank God. What a relief. I feel like this entrance is going to be longer than the match. Yeah, me too. Look at that guy. He's yelling at Dusty. Oh, he's got a ticket. Oh, yeah, I dig it. What is he, an outsider? No, I want you guys to all know something. You didn't need a ticket to get in here. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's free with admission. Yeah, it's a ticket for uh, Universal. Did, did Dusty just show a ticket? Like, I got a ticket for the park, and now I can be here? Or? How did Dusty get a ticket to be able Whoa. to sit that close? Oh, my God, bionic elbows. Okay, well, I don't think having a ticket means you can hit people. Come on, Don. Don, Don is only pushing Demore away. He's not stopping He's Dusty at nothing. all. 
Oh, there's oh, Russo. Russo. Well, Don, dude, you're fired. Just fire Don. Get rid of him. Right now, fire him. You're fired. There's an there's officer. Cops. She probably doesn't know what's No, she has no clue. She's about to get a gun out. Don, get Don, out of here. I told you to get him out of here, not encourage it. I do feel like, like, what is the end goal of this? He's throwing a fan's hat. He's just throwing people's hats at him. What the hell is he doing? That one guy's like, Dusty touched my head. I'm happy. Bob, what is the end goal of this storyline? The end goal of the storyline is that Dusty, um, he, he wants to do things the right way, and... No, but what is the end goal? What are we? What are we gonna finish this? Oh, with? the end goal of this? Yeah, um, yeah. I just don't know. This is gonna be like when when Donald Trump and Vince fought at WrestleMania, but really they just picked Umaga and Bobby Lashley. Nothing with it. Um, I think. Well, by all accounts, it's really a matter of Russo or uh, Dusty's like questioning Russo's decisions. Right. So I would imagine that this is going to lead to Dusty wanting to be the guy that makes the decisions. That's kind of what I feel like is like he's going to take over power, right? Or at least attempt to. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be kind of the idea here. Uh, Giant Divine. What the hell was that? (laughs) Did you see that? I literally looked down and saw him landing. Holy fuck. So... It was like the vertebraker, but he pushed Mikey out and then he landed on his neck. Nice. See, I just wanted a sip of water and then I missed this crazy ass move. And we don't even get a replay. That's still rustling. His neck should be broken. That was horrible. I mean, it was great. Clark here. Jesus. Shout out to Jarrell Clark for giving us a follow over on the Twitter page. About time, Mr. 630. He's been. He's been for a while, actually. Ron Breaker knocked off the apron. I feel this is not going to end well here for Trail Clark. P. Williams in. Oh. And then there's this oversell. I hate that. And then he pins him. All right. So that match was pretty fucking quick. Wow. Team Canada with the win. I mean, they are they they better show a replay of what Hold Johnny Goldilocks' is ownership of Shark Boy and D-Ray's contracts are up for stake with Eric Watts and Sonny Siaki against. They're saying it right now, too. I saw it at the bottom. Against... This and uh, Alex Shelley. So we are slowly falling apart. Wait, that match is next or is that Wednesday? No, that's Wednesday. It looks like we're getting a preview of that next. This was yelling at Dusty. I told you you'd always have a job here. Dusty's got one little boob, kind of, he's got a little cleavage showing. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, he's about to hit him. Here's Conan. And BGG. Russo, did you hear, not hear what we said to say? Are you mentally challenged, he called, he asked Russo. You know, the, you know, BG? There's more than one way to skin a cat. Oh, boy. How was that supposed to mean? What the hell's wrong with you, Donnie? I like Dusty. I thought I was just having a drink. He's got a ticket to the park. What can I do? Okay, well, that's uh, the end of that. Here comes... Well, Goldilocks and Alex Shelley coming out to Abyss's theme music. So I'm assuming Abyss is wrestling. Or Abyss is... Okay. Okay. I don't know. 
Oof. Harlem Heat fire. I love it. But we watched and Shelly looking back like, yo, screw this guy. It's taking his sweet time. Break him in half. Who is he wrestling against? I don't know. LaPark. Oh, maybe that match is right now. Who? I thought it said it was on Wednesday. Unless it's a single. Well, it's match? a one-on-one. Oh, so it's Abyss and Siaki. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it must be. Okay. So the tag match is on our next episode. We got Sonny Siaki versus Abyss right now. Okay. Well, Sonny's not about to win this, right? Zero percent, dude. I like how Sonny Siaki barely had his contract gone. Oof. Kick, avoiding the uh, gang trap clothesline by Abyss. <sighs> Why is my favorite Abyss memory him being him drowning Christian in a swimming pool? <laughs> I feel like that's like my favorite Abyss moment. <laughs> I mean, how can it not be? You think Christian still lives in that house? Slash, was that his house? I don't think he still lives there, no. I had to guess. You think it was I, his real house, I though? Recently, I recently posted... It probably was his real house, yeah. I recently posted, and I think... I mean, you liked it, I think, on our TNA page. The uh, abyss-wearing Sting's face paint. Dude, what in the world? Yeah. I didn't think a, I didn't think abyss got unmasked that early. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty weird. I'm assuming... Then, you, is that when they're about to do the last rights match? No, no, no. This is like they are... Like, they're friends. Oh my God! What he doesn't wrestle like that, does he? No, no, no. But uh, I'm at so like a spoiler alert, I guess here. But like Abyss speaks in like 2007, and it is oh. almost verbatim the same type of storyline that Kane had with X Pac in like 1999. Oh wow! So that's like a little annoying, but I didn't know he even spoke that early. Which really is not really, if you look at the grand scheme of things, but no. Swinging neckbreaker, there were a somersault neckbreaker by uh, Siaki. He's hammering away on good old abyss. It's just probably a matter of time before he runs into a black hole slam. What do you mean, uh, like right now? Oh, oh no, I thought I was perfectly timing that, and he instead hit a form. Okay, so Team Canada is fighting Conan, BG James, Three Life Crew's newest member on Wednesday. Would you like to take bats? As Sonny hits that Simone drop, the bats that Dusty Rhodes is the newest member of the Three Life Crew. It's got it. I mean, after that segment, right? It's got to be Dusty. Is he gonna come out dressed up like Three Life Crew? That's what I'm thinking. I'm here for it. I'm ready. And then Russo's gonna be like, Donnie, go get him. And then Russo's gonna be like, Here's my membership. And then he'll be like, Okay, well, I guess he's part of Three Life Crew now. Sonny Siaki yeah. steps on Goldilocks' hands, turns around, gets hit with a black hole slam, and that's a three count. Mike Posey calls for the bell. Less than three minutes of the match. If you guys are watching along at home, we were at 31 minutes, 16 seconds. Or, right now, 15 minutes left in the show. Nice. Goldilocks, wanting them to fight Siaki again, he rolls out of the ring, escapes the grasps. He's pissed. Pulling my hair. 
Will Sharpoy. Will D-Ray 3000. Remember, D-Ray 3000 was a guy that got a contract because Johnny Fairplay tricked them into thinking that the WWE was interested, and they panicked and said, we need to sign D-Ray. We got six points of in-cap coming up, and Jeff Jarrett is wrestling in the impact zone. Oh, great. Can't wait for him to squash somebody. Hi, I'm Jeff Hammond. Who's he with? I don't know who this is. Is this from his other show? Oh, it's Elliot Sadler. I knew that. Oh, shit. I did not know that. The Rock. Old school, dusty footage here. His favorite's Dusty Rhodes. Because he can really talk, talk on TV. I was really wishing he'd say Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. Dusty Rhodes. Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy, the battle of the Jeffs, a date with fate if you will, baby. Who do you think is going to win? He wants to pull for Jeff because he lived, he grew up where he uh, lives. Oh, he went to the first Starcade in 1984. And they had a scaffold. Wasn't man. the first Starcade in 1983? I don't know, Bob. I'm not sure. good with dates like you are. I'm pretty sure it was 1983. Okay, let's test Elliot. Star Arcade. No, I think you might be right. The fans are going to be very vocal about it. They love their wrestler. Yeah, Bob, Bob, you are in fact correct. It's yeah, nice so then he's alive. He's a liar. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're in my world. Dun, 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 dun. It doesn't even look like that there was a scaffold match at the first one. So let's see. Did he go to the Well, he said, he said 84. So you, to well, him, it's probably the first one. Jarrett with all the fucking pyro in the world. NWA world champion. I think he's yelling at Tanay, who's trying to talk. I might be missing something. I don't see a scaffold match. I also... Was it at the Omni? Is it... Well, I don't know, because they probably changed the name. No, it would have been the Omni. No, they changed the name of it nowadays, didn't they? Is it in Atlanta? No. Then it's not at the Omni, then. God, I get all these shit, these things confused, Bob. I'm not you. Oh, None of these are in Atlanta until fucking 86. Is there a scalpel match there? Yeah, that's gotta be, because that's Night of the Skywalkers. Well, then there you go. He went to 1986. Wait, Jared's beating the shit out of this guy. Who is this? Brian Christopher. So basically what we've learned today is that Elliot Saylor is a freaking liar. I'm really disappointed about this. The Skyfall match was... The Skywalker's match, right? The Road Warriors against the Midnight Express, so that's probably what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, he was a couple years off, but whatever, I guess. 
Ric Flair against Nikita Koloff as the main event is a double DQ. You know, that is one of my favorite Nikita Koloff matches. I mean, all right. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. It's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, while, almost while, as good as that best of seven series with Magnum TA in 86. It's been a while in the sense that you've never in your life at any point in time ever watched it. I don't think that's true, uh, Bob. You're you just watched beating the shit. Match. You're Probably. telling me right now you watched Flair Koloff 86 Stargate. Yeah, dude, 20 minutes. It was great. Okay. Well, the belt has finally rung. It's Frankie Capone. Getting his ass beat. Oh my god, look at that sign. Nashville jobbed to Orlando. Do you think Frankie Capone is in the mafia? Potentially. Let's see, what's Frankie Capone up to these days? I nothing. No, dude, he's... St- oh my god, hold on a second. Hold on what? a second. Is this real? How do I go to the matches? Who are you trying to... Who is it? Dude, Mikey Capone... Wrestled on Impact in 2022. Get out of here. No, it happened. He looks like he goes by Frankie, or for, sorry, Francisco Chiazzo? He must have been a guy that was a is a Canadian wrestler then. It Friends probably is, but it was a one uh, nine on one handicap match, so it was just a bunch of random guys just got their ass kicked. There we go. So guys, shocking development here. Um, Jeff Jarrett. Won the match with the stroke in the middle of the ring. And he got pyro. So, like, oh. we're really killing it here. I'll also let you know that is not the final time we see Frankie Capone here in our watch-along of TNA Wrestling. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, no. Up next. I'm glad that uh, Frankie Capone is still very active. Why do you keep on saying every first name other than Frankie? Frankie Capone. That's what I said. I thought, didn't you just say Chris? No. No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you said Chris. The Stroke versus the Swan Town. Charismatic Enigma versus the King of the Mountain. I'd like yeah, to point out, Jeff Jarrett, came, I, Jeff Jarrett right. also came out to his TNA theme at Flair's last match to once again reiterate that it's a TNA show. Oh, absolutely. I, I love how now another angle for this match is the Stroke against the Swan Town. Because when I think of Jarrett and Hardy, I think, well, dude, the Stroke against the Swan Town. Which one's going to win? Climbing that ladder of success. September 8th. My fate will be sealed. Jeff Hardy about to win the NWA world title. September 8th. Stroke Stroke versus Montana. In the mountain versus the kids. Jerry Hardy. We're getting some cool graphics here. Borash did that. No, remember they hired someone. Oh, right. I'm sure he helps out still a little bit. Who's this? Frankie uh, Kazarian, right? Wow, Frankie Kazarian with Michael Shane and Tracy ringside. Coolest guy in the world uh, is coming out right now. Wow. Saban and Red against Michael Shane and Kazarian once again this coming Wednesday. Oh, shit. He's fucked. Modest. No, they don't have that yet. I know. Which keeps throwing me off, by the way. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, 
Lance. Lance kind of gave us like a rundown of when. Dude, yeah, Lance is a mega fan of Hardy. I love it. Yeah. I have, uh, I, when I met Jeff Hardy when I was younger, I have like, I got a TNA shirt signed. So once again, to reiterate how much I love TNA and Jeff Hardy's run here. It's pretty embarrassing. I'm just, hey, I'm just telling you guys stories. It's pretty embarrassing. The pyro kind of ruins Jeff Hardy's like effect when he comes out. Like he's supposed to be glowing in the dark. I was Wait a second. Did you just see who they just showed in the crowd? Who? I might just be making this shit up, but it looked exactly like SoCal Val. That, I think it was just a fan. It might have been just a fan, but the way they focused on it was really weird, and it looked just like SoCal Val. It very well could have been. Hey, Hardy and Frankie yeah. Zarian. Is this our main event? Sure has to be, because we have five minutes and 43 seconds left in the show. Heads okay. out of the corner. Spoiler, when this match is about to be done, guys. It's not going to be a time on it. Well, you know what? You never know. Maybe we'll get... Uh, a commercial. You're right. You're right. Actually. Well, there's a commercial, and then tape machines are rolling, man. Maybe we'll find out on the pay-per-view who won. Do not do that for this match. Oh, because you're sending Hardy ribs first into the guard railing. Continue on with right hands. I remember one of the first times that I saw a wrestling show on TV where they were like, oh, this match isn't over. The tape machine's rolling. It was like Sting and Flair on Saturday night in like 94. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I was pissed. Asylum street fight. Wonderful. Gotta love a street fight. I'm sure there's going to be uh, tags in that match. Suck. Hardy elbows out. Or does he? Yep, jawbreaker. That staggers Kazarian. Roll up. Can he get him? One, two, no. Kazarian kicks out. Drop kick. Knocks down Hardy. I feel now like there's two, no thing at the bottom. These two could have a. Uh, Probably a decent match if they were given time and they were both seen as equals, but I feel like that's not the case. Yeah, got, got Reg uh, suplexed by Kazarian. That's going to get him a two count. Kazarian's like, fuck, man, fuck. I don't know if we forgot this, but Petey Williams is defending the X Division title against Sanjay Dutt. Oh, I did forget about that. And they haven't really, oh, they might have mentioned, I guess we could have just missed it, but it's on the scroll to here. So. Okay. Hardy sent to the post. Dude, Naturals versus Triple X versus America's Most Wanted is, like, huge. That should that's be a good match. That's huge. Go to TNAWrestling.com for late-breaking news. Jeff Hardy kicking Kazarian. Kazarian pops up, gets kicked again, and a clothesline by Hardy. How about another clothesline? No, he's going to do that twisting... Kind of like a sling blade, in a way. Sling blade thing, yeah. Spinning mule kick. Tracy's on the apron. She's pissed. Oh, no. Michael Shane. Michael Shane getting in there. Going for the Shawn twist Michaels. of fate. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. He accidentally super kicked Frankie Kazarian. I bet. Drop kicked to Michael Shane. Gets him right out of the oh, ring. Oh, conveniently, Kazarian just happens to be laid out right by the corner. I wonder what Jeff Hardy's doing here. Is he going to hit the swanton? It fucking looks like it. And he did. One, two, three. All right, well, just uh, over three minutes, and Jeff Hardy won the match. Michael Shane, though, oh. he's pissed. Immediately attacks Jeff Hardy. Barely gets to celebrate this huge win against Frankie Zarian. 
now you could say Jeff Hardy is the coolest guy in the world, but it's just not true. It's not Frankie true. Kazarian. It's hard to be the coolest guy in the room when you're wearing a white tank top. So. I have some color to it, you know? Well, it's the glow paint. Oh, my God, it's oh, Monty, Monty Brown. Brown. Oh, he's beating up Jeff Hardy, too. I thought he was going to have a face turn. Damn it. Nope. I've been hoodwinked. Where's Ron Killings? AJ Styles coming out. That was a weird way to get in the ring, but he did yeah, that. Yeah, it was. And, uh, he's he's wearing his track pants, his Adidas track pants. Yeah. There's got to be another guy coming out. Where's Ron? Where's Kid Cash? Where's Dallas? There Kid they Cash are. And Dallas. Dallas, baby. They're running down. Dallas making sure he didn't fall. Well, that's good. Chaos ending impact, it's looking like, this as is usual. Nitro? This is WCW Nitro. We're out of time. We got to go. We're Stig. Here's Ron Killings. <laughs> Stig's coming down from the rafters. We got to go. We got to get out of here. We're out of time. Tune in the thunder. Tune in the thunder. We'll see you on Saturday night. Oh, look, Randy, with their little video of people hyping up their matches. The ECW-style Pulp Fiction quick promos where they're all going to hype up their matches. Well, Bob, as these are playing here, Nationals Team Canada talking now, what did you uh, think about this episode of Impact? Uh, I mean, it was... I enjoyed it. Um, It might be one of the lesser impacts for me, but it was... uh, I mean, I can't say it was a bad show. So, Yeah, I agree with that. There's some good stuff, though. I mean, I think the matches were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the the booking of the uh, AMW XXX thing, that was a bit annoying. But Yeah, it's a bummer, but like I said, I think I'd be more pissed if they were planning to do that kind of finish anyways, and then it was another tag match. Right. Beware. Beware. We're oh, coming for you. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm looking forward to the show, the Wednesday show. Like we said, the, the three-way tag match. Yeah, I am, Hard for sure. Hyping up the same match. Maya Brown saying, you ain't going to even make it. You got a date with the pouts. Uh, period. My favorite thing is they always have Monty Brown's promo and those, and then it ends with period, and then it goes off the air. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah, I, so I agree, man. Uh, I'm also giving that one a thumbs up. I thought it was a, it was a fun show, as I expected. Because, you know, it's TNA. Of course, it's going to be a good show, right? Am I right? Right. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the show. We have a street fight. we got that three-way tag match, next division title match. Dude, there's a lot to look forward to, and I think it's going to be a pretty freaking good show, which is what we need, because to be honest with you guys, some of these, like, I just want to be done with the pay-per-views, to be straight up, and, like, so we need something to, like, be excited about to get us through these last two, and I think they gave it to us this time, and we have the big match in the last one. I was going to say, yeah. So I do think that we're going to be finishing the Asylum in a very strong way. I'm really looking forward to doing that. Yeah, who would have thought that we uh, would make it this far? It's pretty crazy. Maybe the end of an era. So, long overdue. But, uh, yeah, 
Well, the next uh, weekly pay-per-view has some strong stuff on it. Dallas, you got anything else? Or no? I don't think so, man. I think that pretty much covers it for me. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the show. And we will see you on Thursday for our second-to-last weekly pay-per-view. I can't wait. Until then, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Pelling Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.